Good afternoon, everybody. It's good to see some folks back as well. Welcome home. There's so much that we could unpack, as Father Tom suggested from the readings today. And it's like one of those large travel-sized suitcases that you take to the airport that's got the expandable part on it, and then it's got all the zippers and the netting so you can pack as much in there as possible. So today what I'm going to do is I'm just going to unzipper a couple of the things on the front of the suitcase and talk about that. And the first one is, Jesus took water and he turned it into wine. Jesus took something ordinary and he created something extravagant. And he did not do it in small quantities. Six large stone jars. Now, I've been to the Holy Land, and when you go there, they have one of these stone jars. It's like this big and and this tall. It is very, very huge. So not only did Jesus take something ordinary and make it extravagant, He also did it in abundance. And you see, God can do the same thing in our lives if we listen to what Mary said. She said, do what He tells you. And you see, God wants to do this in our lives as we hear from the prophet Isaiah in the first reading today because He delights and He rejoices in who we are. You see, God desires to have an intimate and close relationship with each and every one of us. There's nothing in our life that God cannot take from ordinary and natural and make it extraordinary and supernatural. But just like Mary, we have to bring it to Him. Notice that she did not make a request. She simply came and stated the facts. They have no wine. And oftentimes, this is what each one of us needs to do. We just need to communicate with God in prayer, in adoration, while walking on the beach, or whatever it is that we do to spend time talking with God. And like Mary, we must trust Jesus that He will respond with what we need. Not with what we want, but with what we need. You see, in so many ways, we are like the water that filled the jar. And it is Jesus that brings about the change in our life. It's Jesus that brings understanding and meaning to our life. It is Jesus Himself and only Him that can bring abundance to our lives. Because you see, He can transform everything we do. Our work, our sorrows, our joys, our sufferings, and yes, even death. Now let me offer you two sacramental examples. We enter the confessional with a soul that is watered down by sin. And we say to Jesus, just like Mary, here are the facts of how I have fallen short. And I am very sorry. And what does Jesus do? He gives us the wine of His forgiveness and His mercy. We come to Mass each Sunday We come to offer all of who we are to God. And we say, Lord, here I am, all of me. The whole water jar, good, bad, ugly, imperfect. Lord, it's me, and I offer all of who I am to You today. And what does the Lord do? He gives us back the wine of His body, blood, soul, and divinity. His perfection is given back to us. Now notice that Jesus had the servants fill the jars to the brim. And the Lord wants us to do our work. 
We have a part in this. Our duty as disciples is to be at the very top, at the brim, so that He can work miracles in our life. You see, He wants to make use of the gifts that we heard about in the second reading today from 1 Corinthians. The Spirit of God provides and supports our gifts, our service, and our workings. And when we take on each day in our life, fully living out a life committed to bringing the message of the Gospel to the world, the Lord uses and turns water into wine in the lives of those people around us. So let me give you a couple of examples. There's a lady who lives on the corner of my street at Quartermarsh in Yorktown. And it seems like every day when I'm going home, she's always over at one of the neighbor's houses. And she's bringing them stuff. And every one of the houses that I see her going to, these are all people that are mostly homebound and elderly. So she is work carrying out the corporal works of mercy right in front of me. So not only is she turning water into wine in the lives of those people in my neighborhood, she's doing it to me too. She's calling me to service by her actions. So I had a parishioner, another example, text me the other day saying that they were praying a novena to St. Peregrine for me and other people who are survivors of cancer. This person knows that I have my six-month checkup this month. This gave me such a sense of peace, which I found myself then reflecting on Thursday while I was in adoration. You see, God is using her to turn water into wine through the power of prayer. And then there's another couple who does a lot of things down at their retreat center. They are in their 70s, but they have the energy of 20-year-olds. They are absolutely on fire with spreading the Word of God. They're starting coffee houses where you play music and have coffee. They're doing seminars and everything they can to bring Jesus to people who do not know Him. In their words, it's all about Jesus. They're allowing God to use them to help bring people whose lives are watered down by worldly things so that they can be invited into the wedding banquet of God. In everything that we do in our lives, we have to live with expectation that if we fill ourselves to the brim, ready to serve God, that He will use us to produce signs to the world of His love. If we do not fill ourselves to the brim with this expectation, and only live out our faith when it's easy and when it's convenient, then the world is going to fill the rest of who we are. And the world is like oil. And we all know that oil sits on top of water, which means we allow the world to block what God is calling us to do. So let me leave you with a couple of questions. Is your life filled to the brim, ready to serve God? Is your life proclaiming His marvelous deeds to all the world? And are you prepared? Are you prepared to do whatever He tells you?